0: Twelve Sided Stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Twelve Sided Stories' actual play of Bluebeard's Bride. And now, your groundskeeper, B. Zelda.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bluebeard's Bride on 12-Sided Stories. I am your fabulous host for this evening. My name is B-Zelda, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm going to be the groundskeeper, the master of ceremonies to take you through this dark and spooky journey through a house filled with horrors and ex-wives that nobody wants to meet again. I am joined by my delightful cast, and we will go around with a brief introduction of who you are and who you are playing. Uh, let's start with Pooja. Hello, I'm Pooja, and I am playing the virgin,
2: who is definitely in over her head, completely totally out of her depth i want my doll back <laughs> should never have left it at the house that's so sad too it's
0: gone gone forever michelle hey i'm michelle otis my pronouns are she her and i am playing Fatal, who uh, really thought that you know her feminine wiles could get her out of some of these situations but uh not so much
3: not one bit <laughs> Janine. Hello, my name is Janine. I am playing the witch. And also I'm quickly realizing that I'm a bit out of my depth here with my sisters. And I'm just trying to keep everyone
1: mostly intact. You got to commune with the spirits, though, and that went pretty well. You learned some deep information.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know when you learn something and you wish you hadn't? Yeah. Yeah. Like the amount of extra work. That it took to talk to some of these um, long gone ex-wives who need to stay gone and mind their business. <laughs> yeah, feel a little hurt a little bit.
2: I mean, I know they say ignorance is bliss, but in this case, it feels like ignorance is not bliss, but neither is knowledge.
3: <laughs> Both, there is no bliss to be found. Not mm-hmm. here. There's no joy here. That's what it is. It has
1: been cut away. And last but not least, uh, Wes.
4: Hi, I'm Wes Otis. He him pronouns. I am playing the mother, and this is not how marriage is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a sacred thing between two people that either love each other or have a financial, you know, situation going on, not growing children in <laughs> pots and women who obviously don't see very well because I am beautiful. <laughs>
1: I love that so much. You are the strongest, most beautiful bride ever. Before we start,
0: please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K O - F I. Now, on with the show.
1: All right, fabulous. Well, we did last leave off after you had entered the dining room. There you discovered some memories, some women that had been crafted, carved into what they believed was Bluebeard's image. After, you know, escaping that room with nothing but a lock of hair that you weaved into a ring and I believe fastened to the remaining fabric of your wedding dress. It is not really a clean fabric anymore. You've been covered in blood. There are cuts. There are tears. You've got dirty feet. You're not looking that great. Part of your hair, uh, most of your hair has been cut away. You know when you get your hair cut and it's in a ponytail? I've really only seen this in movies, but it's really short on the top and kind of long on the bottom. You've got a little bit of a mullet kind of going on right now so if there's any polished glass or mirrors that you pass along the way you will be able to re-examine your current beauty (laughs) all right we had last left off with the witch who holds the ring and controls the body which we'll do a little bit of a check-in how how do you think you're feeling i think
3: very desperate at this point Previously, there were a few strange moments, and obviously there's a lot to be unpacked in this house. But with the actual bodily harm finally making its appearance for the first time, truly, it's... uh, And my hair is gone. And, I mean, fashionable shag aside, like, it was my, my crowning joy for me. So, like, there's nothing for me here, obviously, if the thing that I love most about myself is... Not valued, so I'ma head out.
2: Sister, it's not just what is on the outside, but it's us working together on the inside that will get us through this. You taught me
3: that. It's time to get through this. I can't, we can't stay here any longer.
4: Yes, uh, it does seem like we might want to think about leaving, escaping somehow.
0: Where would we go? Anywhere is better than this. Honestly, we could live in the woods in a hut and it would be better than this. True. That's
3: saying something coming from you. We should, I mean, if Fatal is saying we should go, we definitely need to go. Where, should we go home?
2: Would they not just drag us back? I mean... What about our family? They would definitely drag us back. Do you think mother and father would agree that without even a night spent here that...
3: We haven't even consummated this marriage. It's the perfect time to get out of it.
4: True, but wouldn't our families lose all the money? that they got from the marriage? They would be no worse off than
0: they were before.
4: How do you know that though? I mean, obviously, Bluebeard is a sadistic man. We don't know if he would use his anger against our family if we left.
3: I mean, we don't know for certain that this is his fault. I think we know for certain that this is his fault.
4: I think you're being a bit naive if you think that he didn't know what's going on here.
2: I mean, he's obviously gone quite a bit. He can't be held to blame for what other women did, what his other brides did when he was gone.
4: He drove them to it. Even if he didn't drive them to it, his pick of people to marry is frightening, but he drove them to it.
2: Does that not also mean that we are frightening?
4: (laughs) Well, I think they snapped. We want to do this to other people. Should we look at at least another room?
2: I mean, there may be something there. There may be something different. Something to prove his guilt or innocence one way or another.
4: Maybe at least some fresh clothes. I do wonder why he didn't want us to use the smallest key. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not saying we should, because we were told not to, but it doesn't. I'm curious, of course. Of course. And since when do we do everything we're told? Since we got married. We're partners now, right? That's the whole point. We need to find out how to assert our authority over this house and and become the lady that we're supposed to be, right? I mean, we're failing that. That's us. Bluebeard's not even here. He he hasn't done anything to us. It's his it's the apparitions of this house. I say we burn it down. The two of you are so difficult sometimes.
3: And you're a foolish old crone to think that we would survive that room. We're the same age. Well, <laughs> stop acting like a foolish old crone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had the same conversation with my sister.
2: Oh, so good. Sisters, let's let's move forward. We'll we'll see one more room if it's like the others. If we really believe that bluebeard is to blame here, we won't know until we look. And mother is right. We we need to know if we're strong enough to handle it, don't we?
1: Alright, witch, you look down at that ring of keys, and what key stands out to you the most?
3: The small one. The one to the room that we're not supposed to enter. I'm feeling finished with following direction, as obviously it's not going to keep me safe. Keep us safe. Describe what that key looks like to you. It's the least adorned of all of the keys. It almost looks like a classic skeleton key with the two prongs and the small silvery about two inches in length. The head is just a simple round, almost like a coin.
1: I like that. This key feels warm in your hand, and with it pressed carefully against your palm, you begin to wander the halls. The halls of a house that are meant to belong to you. The halls of a house that have not responded to you with any kindness. Your bare and dirty feet pad against the hardwood floor, as you travel to a hallway with a red carpet, and you travel to an open room with no doors and no windows. Lead down to another hallway, and you feel like you're getting lost until finally you hear footsteps behind you. A small form of a young man dressed all in black with something in his arms resolves itself. Um, uh, miss, um, uh, uh, of the house? I noticed you were kind of wandering around and, um, well, we had uh, something in the kitchen, but I made you some some pies. Could I interest you in some? And he holds out two sweet pies.
4: Is this this is Toby again? This is Toby. Okay.
1: As
3: you named him. (laughs) Toby's (laughs) offering me some pies. Mm Hmm. Hmm.
4: Sus.
2: Toby is the one good thing in here.
4: Yeah, Toby's the only one that hasn't caused us immeasurable pain is Toby the only servant for this whole huge
2: place well there's a cook he said there's
3: a cook should we go to the kitchen
2: yes let's let's go to the kitchen if there are pies and we could eat and we could clean up there's bound to be a sink at least
4: I understand sister your draw to the small room but I I will be honest I I know that you think that I'm too conservative a lot of times but I I do think it's it's a dangerous thing for us to go we're not even doing the things that he said not to do and we're getting I want to say shellacked
1: (laughs) interesting choice of words
4: yeah we're getting injured and I feel like maybe we should let's go sit in the kitchen and eat these pies kitchens always do
0: bring comfort and maybe if we fortify ourselves a little bit We'll be more ready to go into that room.
3: Fine. I pass the key to uh, the Virgin.
1: Okay. With the two kind of meat pies held in his hand. Do, do, do you want some right now? Um, there's not really anywhere to sit unless you want to sit on the ground, but a lady like you should, should never do that. We could have a hallway picnic. Um, yeah, I do have to get back to work,
2: but uh, whatever you say. Um, but you have two pies, right? So there's
1: one for you, and there's one for me? Oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Nobody's... Are you... Am I being forced to eat the pie?
4: Is there something wrong with these pies? Uh, Ask him.
1: I'm going to
2: take stock. (laughs) There's absolutely something
4: wrong with these pies. I love it. If there is something wrong with the pies, I feel we should fire him. I'm just saying.
2: (laughs) I would, I would like to take stock of the situation.
1: Yeah. What question would you like to ask? I would like to ask what traps have been laid for the bride. You are able to take one of those pies into your hand and it still feels warm. It's got a nice deep scent of like sage and meat. (laughs)
2: As I take a deep breath of the pie and I let the kind of peppery, savory roll over me with a hint of dried fruit that's been mixed into it to balance out with a touch of
1: sweetness. I mean, it smells amazing. But there's also a smell that you recognize from earlier today. It is a little bit like the scent of rot, and it is just slightly under those really aromatic, savory scents. And as Toby kind of leans the pie closer to you, it reminds you of those little plant babies that had escaped that room, never to be seen again.
2: Toby? Uh, uh, Yes? What are these... Pies filled with, exactly?
1: Oh, just the master's finest vegetables and and, and um, fruits and meats. Well, I don't think there's fruit in it, but I just... I don't really know. Would you like to
4: come and ask the cook? You're being too nice again. Ask him to take a bite. Toby, would you like to... No, not like to. You're the lady. Remember it. Ask, Tell him to take a bite.
2: Toby, you look like you're very hungry and must insist that you have one of these pies right now
4: ridiculously
3: saccharine till the end <laughs> yeah
4: we agree
2: I um, do me the best i can sisters i mean wh- i don't know what you want from me and i'm just he seems so sweet
4: oh
2: we don't
0: know that he's hurt us yet the pies smell like vegetable babies that's not right
1: toby eat the pie Oh, okay. And without a moment of hesitation, his face just kind of like goes into the pie. It's gross. It's messy. You see human nails and there is bits of hair and there is kind of pink, uncooked pieces of flesh. All sprinkled throughout it are some red and purple petals that remind you a little bit of the little plant tops that I've now decided was on those babies' heads. Every time you say that, I think of Moogles. <laughs> oh, yes, a little, like, red thing on their head. <laughs> Don't eat a Moogle, please, they're perfect. Nom nom nom. Makes nom. it more horrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Toby looks like he's enjoying it. He is completely unbothered by, like, the tiny nails, the slightly uncooked bits. It's a little unpleasant to watch him devour it as enthusiastically as he is. Of course he's a part
3: of it. Of course. That's why he's enjoying it so much. They want us to eat it.
2: I, I can't. I can't. I'm going to, like, throw the other pie that he gave me down and grab the first key from the ring that I pick up and go, like, dash to a different room. I can't. No. Nope. Nope. I don't want to see the cook. I don't want to see what they're doing in there. What does the key look like? I think the key that I picked, it's a bone key, like, almost. It's that shade of white but it's very worn smooth there are no hard edges on the head or the body of the key it's almost like when you rub like a charm or something that you have on a necklace enough that it wears all those edges off it feels like that
1: you hastily with this key in your hand place it into the lock turn it the door opens and you enter the room and it closes behind you as soon as that door closes you are surrounded by darkness there's a slightly wet smell. It's the best way I can describe it in the moment. There is no light, you can't see anything. Your hands tentatively reach along the wall looking for a sconce that you can light, but as soon as your fingertips brush against what should have been a solid surface, you are met with orbs that are squishy and moist. If you press into it a little bit, liquid kind of excretes out of it.
3: There's
0: a word. Should we use the word pustules? Oh,
1: (laughs) yes. Yes. You know, watery on the inside. You smush it and it jiggles. It's not good. But your hand does eventually find a sconce, and I don't know how they work in real life, so there's a little switch on it, and fire comes to light. That's totally how gas lamps work. The movies have taught me so. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm basing my knowledge on. The movies have never lied to me. Also, where would we keep matches true? In your bra, in your in your corset, with all that room you have? Mm-hmm. The, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I keep a uh... A book of matches nestled inside my bustle pad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it would go. I just have to Perfect. dig around for a while. It also works as uh, kindling if I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Multi-purpose. I'd
0: like
1: to take stock. Yeah. What stalks the bride from the shadows? So, as soon as the light flickers and the flames kind of bathe this room in light, you realize that this isn't much bigger than a closet. There is a coat hanger, like those ones that are like the thick pieces of wood with the little arms outside. And there are a couple of coats on top of them. There's like a belt that hangs off. There is a empty picture frame on the far wall. And all around you are these eyeballs that have been gently placed in the walls. And they all still feel... Like they are moving, but you're certain that they aren't. And as you kind of gaze around, you feel like you're being watched at every angle. What stalks the bride in here are the people whose eyes once belonged here. You still think he's a good guy, virgin? I, this can't be real. So
2: there's an empty picture frame. Yep. a uh, coat hook, coat rack, and eyeballs. I'm going to walk up to the picture frame.
4: Or we could have turned around and went the other way. I'm just throwing that out there. There's no reason to stay here. You're in control, though.
2: I know that my one major sin has always been curiosity.
4: Well, you won't stay a virgin very long with that.
3: I wasn't supposed to be a virgin anymore now. True. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. If we leave now... We can secure a second marriage and make sure that we are able to provide for our family. And I'm going to walk up to the picture frame.
4: This is why. We can't have nice things.
3: <laughs> I try to take you under my wing and then
1: you...
0: <sighs> can we investigate a mysterious object?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, what about this item is odd or uncanny?
1: As you step closer... To this picture frame. It's got a beautiful pattern frame that has been painted in gold and it's got that glass covering. As you step closer and you tilt your head one way and another, at first there is nothing. But as you squint your eyes and look closer at it, a drawing starts to resolve itself. Wes, can you describe to me what that stable boy looked like?
4: Tall, probably six foot broad shoulders, really calloused hands from working all day, long brown hair, hazel eyes, darker skin like olive skin, like darker tone, especially working outside again all day long, and a very sweet smile.
1: Most of that is reflected almost perfectly in the drawing. The only thing that has been scratched out rather aggressively are the eyes. Uh, What other question would you like to ask? Whose item is this? There is a signature at the bottom, and it does say B. (laughs) B.
4: How would he even... He must be a sorcerer, because there's no way he would know about our love for the the stable hand. I
2: think I'm going to go towards the eyes on the wall and put my face very close to them. (laughs)
3: Our face? You're putting our face over there?
2: Our face. My face. I am, because... Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Because I'm using my face move, the moth.
4: Just a real quick question. Who gave the Virgin the key ring? <coughs> Which? Ah, this is your fault, just so we're clear when we, we have our face absorbed. I'm just <laughs> saying.
2: <laughs> I'm using my my face move, the moth. When you investigate a mysterious object by placing yourself in immediate danger, the groundskeeper asks you a question off the list provided. Your answer is truth. Mark a trauma to earn a second question.
1: Ooh, one of my favorite moves. I love that because I can ask you a question. Hmm. What memories does this
2: item hold? When I look into this eye, I see the specific pattern a flux that I
1: saw when I looked into the stable boy's eyes I think at that close proximity you smell his musk, his hair you can pretend like you could almost feel what it was like when his hands brushed yours and do you want to ask another question? I think yes, I will I will mark a trauma. And why does this hurt you? I always like to know what about this is traumatic for you is it knowing that this was the fate that Farm Boy had because he loved you? I think it is. He was my first love. Mm-hmm. And
2: this wouldn't have happened had we not loved him and betrayed him
1: by marrying Bluebeard. I love that. So remind me, do you get to ask a question or am I asking you a question? It says earn a second question. So I actually don't know. Hmm. Well then, uh, GM choice... Uh, Whatever you'd like, then, if you want me to answer a question or if I can ask you a question, you can provide those details.
4: I'm up for either. Can we give suggestions for a question? Yeah. So these are all his victims. We're assuming that a lot of them are past brides at this point, correct? Is there a spot where there are no eyes? Has anyone escaped Bluebeard? Is is there a place where there's hope?
1: You take a moment and move your face away from those two eyes that you know so well. And you scan this tiny closet. Nothing more than a coat closet, really, as there is just that one coat hanger. But there is no space on that wall where there are no eyes. Eyes that are so moist, it's almost like they've been crying for an eternity. And as you contemplate that, you begin to hear crying in this very room. You turn around to face that coat rack again and sitting on the floor almost hidden like a child under the one coat that remains in here is a young woman not wearing very clean clothing. Her face is red and puffy from crying. She's got tears and snot everywhere and she's clutching herself holding onto her knees rocking back and forth. Did you love him too? Hello, <sighs> hello? Oh, I didn't see you there. I'm just... I'm just having a hard time. I never got to say goodbye. Did you get to say goodbye? Not a proper goodbye. It's not fair. It's not fair. I should be able to love anybody that I want. I didn't want to be here Now they won't stop looking at me. Make them stop, make them stop. And she begins to scratch at her eyes.
4: Can we maybe take her out of this room? Possibility, or is she just stuck here?
3: The last time we tried that, well, I don't think we can help these women.
4: I wish we could.
3: I could care for her. Do it. And I go and
2: I grab her wrists and I say, It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I can't.
1: I don't believe you. If it's not really my fault, then I need you to tear out my eyes so I can see no longer. I don't want to see this pain. I can't have him looking back at me when I'm... I can't love him anymore. I... Oh, sisters, I can't do
4: this. We seem to be continually put in impossible possible situations.
2: I say we just leave. I'm going to pass the ring to the mother. Fuck. I mean... Comfort is comfort is what you do, right?
3: Okay, I'll, I'll do. Fatal has the vicious streak.
2: You can't all just be judgment, and and she's beyond
4: our help. That's the problem. Is that being kind to her might be what she's asking for, but it's also a horrible thing to have to do to somebody. It's an impossible situation. It's one of those things that. You have to make a decision about, and no decision is good. We either leave her here and she claws them out herself. We take them from her. If we leave her here, we won't be leaving with our eyes either. Okay, so I have... I mean, everybody has the maiden moves, so um, care for someone.
1: Look at your face moves as well. See if there's anything that anybody's face move can do to help. Well, I have the martyr... If you haven't used any of your face moves yet for this game at all, feel free to not pick that one if you want to pick a different one. But if you've used it, then you're just locked into that one.
4: Yeah, my face moves aren't... Your face moves are kind of mean to, like, your sisters. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I mean, I'm the martyr, so I can heal one of them and take a trauma, but I can't help this particular person. Mm -hmm. They're all basically based on you all.
2: Mm -hmm. How is your blood? Can you caress a whore? Can you convince her that this isn't the right thing to do?
4: It's not good, but I can try. And then we'll go from there. I'm going to sit next to her and take her hands and rub the back of her hands with my thumbs just gently. Oh, sweetheart, settle down. Try to breathe, breathe. (gasps) This isn't the way that it should be, I know. But stealing your eyes is not going to change. It's not going to help.
1: I don't want to see anymore. It hurts so much.
4: I understand. I do. But, darling, you have to try. You can't let him have power over you like this. Breathe. So do you want me to roll?
1: Yes, please. I'm very nervous for you.
4: (laughs) I'm nervous for me, too. I rolled a 10 with my negative one is a nine.
1: Uh, I was almost, we've not had a perfect Shit. success in this game yet and we still don't. Yeah. Um.
4: <laughs> Can't lie. Negative one. <laughs>
1: oh, that is a-okay. Yeah, for you. <laughs> right? Golden for me. So she will shift her attention, but only if you participate in some way. So with your caress her like hyperventilating the the shaking has stopped and she finally is stable enough to kind of like look at you levelly okay i think i think i can be strong i think i think i can do this and then she looks all around the room But I can't stay here with all of these eyes. I can't have them keep looking at me. I need to, I need to tear them out. I need to tear out every one of these eyes and I need you to help me." And with a quick jump to her feet, she throws off the coat and the belt that were on the coat hook that look rather similar to the articles of clothing that you got, Bluebeard. And with that wooden oak coat rack, she begins to swing it around the room, crushing the eyes, and they are popping and oozing and pussing and just making a disgusting mess. She looks back at you to see if you're going to participate. Great, we've made it worse.
2: This is definitely not actually worse than her, than having to claw out her eyes from her face. It's gross, but it's not worse. And
0: we might be actually releasing some of these people
4: by doing this. Their souls are in their eyes, and that's what I'm going to believe when I take a key in my fist and start popping eyes. Yes. I'm letting them free.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the little bit of cleanliness that remained on that white wedding dress is now covered <laughs> in blood and guts, and it's just...
4: Eye gore. Eye
1: gore. Like I think there's like a white liquid that comes out of people's eyeballs. Ah. Minority report says yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, movies have taught me so. (laughs) It doesn't take too long for the two of you to make quick work out of this room. The floor is soaked. Your clothing is soaked. What remains of your hair is plastered to your forehead as you heave out of breath and look at this woman who stares back at you. And she's crying, but she looks so relieved. (sighs) Thank you. I... I can finally close my own eyes and not feel like I'm being watched. Thank you. Okay.
4: Good. And I want to leave uh, graciously. I want to be like, oh, that's wonderful. That's great. I'm glad. Enjoy your room and then (laughs) get out as vamoose vamoose (laughs) as quickly as possible.
1: Well, you got to declare a bit of a truth. What do you think happened in this room?
4: Who did it happen to and why? I think that somehow Bluebeard was able to capture the gaze of all of his enemies, which he includes his wives as, and bolted them to the room and was torturing her for some twisted reason.
2: Because she loved someone else?
4: Because she loved someone else. And by popping all the eyes, we have not only freed her, but hopefully maybe freed the other women and the other lovers who have been put in this for being enemies of Bluebeard. Perceived enemies. Anyway. Perceived, exactly.
2: For being unfaithful.
4: Yeah.
1: Now, if you were to take a token, something out of this room, it could be a popped eyeball. I imagine they're like deflated. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, we keep going. You. Keep going. I love it so <laughs> much. Have you guys read East
3: of East of West? Because there's that in there. There are eyeballs involved, so you can. We could take the coat. Or the coat, yeah, I
0: was thinking the coat.
2: We don't, I mean, look at us. We need to put something on, especially if we're going to escape. If we're actually going to escape, then we need to be wearing something different
4: than this. You know, the Virgin is right. And if I had taken off my clothes in the first place, we would have been in a better spot anyway. This is the mother talking with several trauma tracks taken off. So I'm going to take off the dress, put on the coat and walk out.
1: Okay. And is this a token of faithfulness where, you know, oh, this is... no, a-
4: no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fuck that dress. Fuck you. I'm putting on my coat and going home moment.
1: All right. Well, I need everybody to mark one trauma.
4: Oh, fuck.
1: So I have a
2: question,
1: because I gave up the ring. Oh, you are immune. Yeah, thank you. I always forget about that rule. The trauma of realizing that you are married to a man that seeks revenge, not only upon women, but upon the people that they have loved, is in itself rather traumatic.
4: Sisters, I have a feeling that we're not going to be able to escape this place, but we can try.
2: But if we do. If this is what he does to women who love someone else,
3: even before they met him, what's he going to do to our family?
4: Which, what do you think?
3: I, quite literally, it's, it's us or them. And even if we run, where, he'll find us. I, I, I don't know if we should leave anymore. Our family will be in danger if we do, and he's just going to follow us. He'll find us.
4: Let's go to the small room. I think it's time to figure out what's actually going on. Though, if he wants to torture us, maybe that place has the answers we need. It
0: might. It might even be the source of all this whatever he's using to keep everyone trapped here.
3: I still think that burning this place to the ground should be an option. It is made of stone and magic.
4: I'm
0: with you. I say we burn it to the ground.
4: How possible is that? Trying to see if there's a move I can make. You know, I want to look around and see, are there timbers in between? Could we do any damage to this mansion or no?
1: You've walked these halls now for the better part of a few hours. And while the outside, you know, is castle-esque with those big stone bricks that are kind of piled on top of each other all the way up to spires, but the inside, the inside is old. Old and, you know, there's a lot of these... Fire sconces, old dusty red carpets. There's plenty of things that are flammable, but a lot of the building itself is brick. But that doesn't mean that doors won't burn. Doors, rugs, tapestries. If the doors all burn,
2: does
3: that mean that everything in the rooms get out?
4: Not without burning themselves badly. It would mean the end of us, of course.
3: If stabbing eyes out with keys was a release for those spirits, perhaps it would be a release for all of the spirits here it. I don't want to die.
4: None of us do. You don't want to run either.
0: We don't want to die, but we can't live like this. And if we're going to die, let's die on our own terms and not wait to be tortured by
1: this inhuman thing we married. I think so while you're having this discussion, too, you are all walking towards the final hall that leads you to the one room that you are forbidden to enter. The final room. You traveled these dark halls in search of a truth most divisive. Each room provided you with all of the evidence you desired to make that fateful choice. And now you stand before the forbidden final door. And you must decide. Do you enter the room? Do you look through the keyhole? Do you present evidence to the town? Or do you run away, start anew, leaving this place on fire behind you?
0: I'm all for the last option.
2: You know, I agree with the Fatal.
4: I I do too.
2: Fire... No one would ever believe what we told them here. I barely believe it. Fire is cleansing.
4: Yeah, we can start anew somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Nobody even has to know who we are. Let's set fire to the door and everything and walk out.
2: Run? Run out?
4: Ah, yes, run. I mean, it's a little undignified, but I guess.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Dignity is the least
2: of our worries.
3: So is dying in a fire that we set ourselves.
2: (laughs) Right? I just never ever want to have to look at this place again. If it's gas
0: lamps, then we can just turn all the gas on without flames. And then...
1: (laughs) I like that. Wearing the coat that you had once gifted to your disloyal husband, you travel up and down these hallways that you are now quite familiar with. And you crank the gas on all of these lamps with that What does gas smell like? How would I describe that?
4: Uh, They actually add the smell. So during this time, it might not smell like anything. It's usually sulfur. Really?
0: That is
2: a fun fact.
0: Yeah, they add the smell so people know
1: when it's leaking. Mm Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you would just die. Yeah, I would be long dead. (laughs) Cool. All right, so there is no scent that follows you as you crank the gas on all of these lamps, and you walk out of those same two double doors that you entered so eager and so happy as a married woman. Now, I'm going to ask you some questions that are kind of future questions. You know, things that have happened in the past couple of weeks that will provide closure and an ending so we know what has happened to this wonderful bride. How does Bluebeard make your family pay for your disloyalty? Starting right in with the tough questions. Oh yeah, you burned his castle
3: down. You left him! I think equal reciprocity on his end would be to burn down our farmstead and maybe maybe let them live, but there's nowhere to call home for them anymore.
4: To him, making them suffer is better than death. Yeah, so he would take any
0: money they had, any livestock, and burn the place down.
1: Oh yeah, leaving your sisters, your parents, out on the street with nothing. Now, in order to start a new life as a woman, you know that it is best to marry somebody else. How do you convince somebody else to marry you? Well.
2: (laughs) Fatal. Yes. Yes, Fatal. Go for it. We
0: might not have much stuff in the balcony, but in the basement, we've got plenty. So, (laughs) um, you know, using our feminine wiles on some not necessarily wealthy, but at least, you know, someone who's stable, has their own little farm somewhere, you know, reminds us a lot of of our stable boy.
1: Aw, that's really cute. Why do you keep the tokens that you discovered Uh, Why do you still have that pressed flower, the lock of hair, and the thing that you took from the eyeball room?
4: The coat that we gave him.
1: That you're wearing?
4: Yeah. We keep them to remind ourselves of the dangers of trusting tradition.
2: We keep them to remind ourselves that we can never allow our emotions to blind us to the truth. And we keep
0: them because when we have children of our own, if they are daughters, to remind us to be very careful who we marry them off to.
3: Also as a reminder that we are strong and capable of handling what needs to be handled when it comes down to it.
1: What memory of Bluebeard's house gives you pleasure when you know that it shouldn't?
0: I think watching it burn down because we know there were some people in there. Like, oh, Toby. yeah. Toby
1: was in there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, it shouldn't give me pleasure to watch it burn down, but it really gave me pleasure to watch it burn down.
2: <laughs> I think there was that moment where the witch caressed the demon baby by rubbing its stomach and it quieted. There was just this like connection and care that gives me pleasure, although I know it was a demon baby.
4: I think for me, tacking onto what Fatal said, knowing that Toby was in the house after he gave us those foods, knowing that he was complicit in the situation, and therefore, I don't know, it's vindictive, but I feel okay with the fact that he didn't make it out. (laughs) I think the brief moment of
3: having control over another person and being able to make them eat those pies And kind of realizing that that's not something that we will be able to assert in the same way again.
1: I like that. You know it's a memory that shouldn't give you pleasure, and yet it still does. Now finally, as you have had a sample, a taste of a life on your own, back on a farm with a new man that is truly able to provide in the best way possible, you know you still can't go back to your family because they will never forgive you. Because they have lost everything and they are just shells of the people that they were. There was a knock at your farmstead. And when you go to open that door, what loving gesture does Bluebeard make when he finds you again? (laughs) I think he winds the
2: silver wire that the woman had in the dining room around our neck.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, As a loving gesture, he could stand there while I get the pitchfork. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Is that the final gesture, or is there anything that is loving to the other three of you that he can do as he stands in that doorway, filling it up, taking all the space, blocking up the light like the shadow that he is?
3: I think before he kills us, he tells us that he'll let our partner live. He won't take their eyes.
4: That was my thought. His loving gesture is not killing us but he's brought a jar full of eyes that he's been collecting for a while, new people that he's done this to, and he grabs us with the silver string. He won't kill us, but he'll just take our eyes and put them in the jar. This is giving me chills. (laughs) (laughs) But we can still see outside of the jar, so we just have to go wherever he takes us.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Fatal? Because it can just be now that he takes your hand in his and never lets go. I mean, I guess. (laughs) Loving. Uh, Loving gesture.
0: He says, you will be my final bride.
1: And with your hand in his, he takes you away. And that's Bluebeard's bride. (laughs) You (laughs) survived.
4: Yeah. Ish. God
1: damn it. That's like the (laughs) Better of the endings, <laughs> you know. Man,
2: if it hadn't been for if it hadn't been for that give up the ring thing, I definitely would have shattered right there.
1: Oh
2: heck! <laughs> I was like, am I shattering right now, or am I not shattering right now? Uh,
0: yeah, I had one more till I shattered. I it's Same.
4: the only win. It, there is no win in this situation. Mm-hmm. But if we're gonna try to like say anything, we didn't shatter until. Obviously when he when he opened the door we all shattered. There's no way. Yeah yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. You can't remain a human being and have to go continue to go through that trauma all over again after you just got a taste of safety, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a worse thinking that we got away okay. yeah. and then we sacrificed yeah. our family for nothing. Right? Yeah. Because we knew he would come after them and we left anyway hoping
4: he'd never come after us.
1: And there were consequences.
2: At least maybe we
0: released some of the souls in the castle. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Silver
2: linings. You know.
1: You'll never I mean, know. the lies
2: that we tell ourselves are the sweetest.
1: <laughs> Gosh, how is everybody doing now? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta find a way to push out all these feelings. Oh my goodness.
3: As soon as you were like, the caress, or was it care for, whichever one where you were like, I knew that you were going to be like, she wants you to help her put all these eyeballs out. And I was just like, we should have just ripped them out and left. All we had to do was take her eyes. There would have been some screaming. It would have been fine,
4: though. (laughs) I honestly was literally a second away from doing that. Mothers are very caring and blah, blah, blah. But there's also the darker side of mothers being judgmental and hard to deal with but also mothers doing what it takes. Mothers doing what it takes, regardless. It's one of those positions where there is no good answer. You just make one and hope that it works (laughs) out.
1: Oh my goodness. I love running this game so much. And it's just, it's all so good and it's all so awful and I hate it and I love it.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's something about the inevitability of like, There are choices available to you, but they're all bad choices and they will all lead to bad outcomes.
4: Yeah. It's just how bad of an outcome do you get?
2: Or how, or how soon do you get it? really?
1: Yeah.
4: Well, you know, you hate to think about it because we all live in, you know, reality, but at the end of the day, we all have to face mortality and dealing with losing people. And those are all outcomes that You have to handle. So, even just the baseline human experience is difficult. And then you add in a dick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it really makes it
4: all that much more worse. How crushing so, is gosh. the human
3: condition today?
1: <laughs> oh, yes. No, this game is wonderful. Like, you're exploring what it was like to be a woman in the Gothic era where you have choices, but you don't actually have choices. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes your choices are between
0: one crappy thing and something else crappy. And it's yep. like, okay, which one's less crappy?
2: <laughs> or which one's less crappy for me? Yeah.
1: And that sucks, too. You have to decide to hurt other women or hurt yourself. Like, that's not fair.
4: <laughs> not only other women, but if you're affecting people in a lower class strata, then you're affecting everyone just because they're poor and can't mm-hmm. get away from the economic power of the of bluebeard.
3: Have you tried not being poor? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: Throw out your avocado toast, everyone. That'll make a big difference. Good,
1: just stop buying the avocados. How much did you pay for coffee today?
4: Hmm.
1: (laughs) That could have been a down payment on your house. Come on.
0: Oh yeah, because you know, five (laughs) bucks.
4: I love it. In LA, it's like okay. So we're in Burbank. If we wanted to buy a house here, we would have to. I'm gonna be grossed out. I'm ready. Seventy to ninety thousand dollars would be the down payment for ten percent. That's yeah another no, actually yeah, actually it, it, it's
0: more. It's more. If we wanted you know because we have two kids so if we wanted a three bedroom, oh, house yeah. you're not getting in for under 900,000.
4: Well, thank you B so much. that was, oh, cool. was really you. great.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been absolutely fantastic. We got to play some Bluebeard's Bride, a feminist gothic horror. This game has so many ways to run it like I always lean towards the body horror. But a lot of people are comfortable running like the sexual horror of it. So, if you do ever get a chance to play this game again with a different GM, take it, because it is a horrible and wonderful experience. <sighs> always, just always. So, thank you so much again for having me here. I was your gravekeeper, gamekeeper uh I was your master of ceremony, groundskeeper. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gravekeeper? now I have been. Mean... I, there were graves that I was keeping. Yeah, Keeper of the Crypt. Wasn't that a TV show?
4: Mm-hmm. Cryptkeeper.
1: Cryptkeeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that little skeleton guy. I have been your host, B. Zelda. If you want to follow me, you can do so on Twitter as BZelda. I'm a podcaster, a member of the Broadswords, a host of Anime Attache, and a member of Powerplay RPG. I'm a Twitch streamer, you'll have to follow me to figure out my Twitch schedule, but if you're also a fan of D&D, why not join the Adventurers League community? I help manage it, I will interact with you, and I would love to see and hear about any of the fantastic AL games that you are playing right now. Uh, Pooja.
2: Hello, I'm Pooja. You can find me on Twitter. At LA Daisy Girl, that's L A D E S I Girl, and pretty much all the other socials is Forgotten Saves. If you'd like to hear me play more RPGs of the horror and non horror variety, you can find me on It's Probably Okay's Twitch channel and also uh, throughout the Happy Jacks RPG back catalog. Hey, I'm Michelle, and you can find me on Twitter at
0: Mishulu, that's M I C H U L H U. You can also find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects. Uh, through plate mail games and you can buy them on drive rpg
3: or you can subscribe to the whole catalog through BattleBards. hi i'm janine you can find me on twitter and twitch at blips and chits that's b-l-i-p-z and c-h-i-t-z i also stream regularly on total party chill where we have a concurrent game running we just started our next season so lots of content there
4: Hello, I am Wes Otis, and you can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter. You can find the show on Twitter at 12 Sided Stories. That's the number 12 in Inside Stories. Um, We're also on Instagram, but I'm not very good at that, so I haven't done much of it. At 12 Sided Stories, again, 12 Inside Stories. And you can also find us on our website, 12 com. If you want to help out the uh, show, you can follow us on Coffee or Patreon as a subscriber. That's always very helpful. You can throw us a five-star review. We always love those. Or you can do a shout out social media about why you love the show. Again, B, you did a wonderful job. We really appreciate your time. And Janine, thank you so much for joining us as well. It was great having you. This was so fun. <laughs> we, we had a lot of fun. Uh, horrifying fun. Uh, <laughs> I will play this again, hopefully at some point, but not within the next six months.
2: amazing thank you so much
4: so uh uh, anyway uh check us out next week uh for uh something way more um
2: something completely different you could just say something completely different
4: (laughs) grannies of solving mysteries it's it's wonderful so we're uh we're doing Brindlewood bay next week so
1: yeah
4: (laughs) so thank you all so much and we'll see you later Bye. bye